Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Before we get started with today's show, I want to tell you guys about BetOnline.ag. BetOnline Sportsbook has you covered with all the props, odds, promos, and parlays for the 2023 football season. If you're betting preseason over-unders, in my unprofessional opinion, the best bet on the board is taking the Pittsburgh Steelers over eight and a half wins. If you want to place that as your first bet, you can head to Bet Online Sportsbook and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using our promo code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, when you click the link in the description to this episode. Bet Online, where the game starts. Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, or good night, however, and whenever it is you may be listening, thank you for stopping into another fantabulous episode of the Take It Easy podcast live on the believe podcast network except it isn't live because it is as always a podcast and podcasts aren't live it's the whole purpose of podcasts right you can listen however and whenever it is that you may be choosing and we appreciate that you have decided to stop in however and whenever it is that you may be listening We have got a fantabulous show coming at you today. We are going to talk about the Baker Mayfield journey. That's the best way I can describe it. And before we get into that, I do just want to say to all of you, thank you for your continued support of our dreams. We have made the move from five days a week, which we did every single Monday through Friday, from 2019 until 2023 on our four-year anniversary of this show. After 1,200 daily episodes of this fine podcast, we made the move to three days a week, and the three-day-a-week podcast was something because I just don't have as much time anymore to dedicate to the podcast, and I wanted to spend time on this podcast creating the shows that you guys seem to really connect with. And that is conversations like this with our friend Juju Talk Sports and our wide array of friends on the show. Morgan from Australia is planning to come on to talk about the Women's World Cup. Uh, Blake Jude obviously is is a consistent guest here on the show who's been time and time again a friend of ours. 100 episodes we've done together over the years. Walter Mitchell, our friend of Friends of the Show, coming on and having fun conversations with us, as well as having the long-form 
sports conversations on the show as well. And you guys this week and the week prior have come out in full supporting the podcast. Our numbers are back up to where they were before we made the move from five episodes to three episodes. So you guys have continued to come through with the downloads. I am super, super appreciative of all of you who continue to support our dreams and support this podcast. And we're going to continue to bring these fun types of content to you over the coming days and weeks. But like I said, you guys have come out in full force over the past few days. And I appreciate all of your continued support of our dreams here on this podcast as we get very close to a quarter of a million downloads in the podcast history. It's incredible. A quarter of a million downloads in the history of the Take It Easy podcast. So thank you guys for your continued support of our dreams. Just wanted to put that out there. You guys have come through in full over the last few days to support us at levels that we were at pre-switching to a three-day-a-week podcast model. So today on the show... I wanted to talk about Baker Mayfield and Tampa Bay. And this was actually a conversation that Juju Talk Sports proposed to me when we were uh, concocting our YouTube channel for uh, last week and putting together some videos. He came up with the idea of talking about Baker Mayfield, and it reminded me of one of the most popular episodes we've ever done on the Take It Easy podcast. It was one that you guys came out in full support of uh, back when we made the transition over to Believe. I have the numbers here, actually. So this episode that we did years ago on Baker Mayfield has nearly 300 downloads on the show, which for those keeping track at home, we've only had five episodes in the history of the show that have eclipsed 300 downloads in the in the four-year history of the show. We've had a couple thousand episodes. When Kobe Bryant died, the, that episode had over a thousand. Uh, we've had a few in the 500 and the 600 range over the years. But this is one of the 10 most popular podcasts we've ever done. It was Wired Up episode 100. It was Wired Up 100 on the dot. And we did the episode the day after the Christmas game in 2021. I remember recording it Christmas night to release on December 26th, 2021. And it was after Baker Mayfield threw four interceptions against the Green Bay Packers on Christmas. Remember, this was the year that the Packers went from being ready to trade uh being ready to trade Aaron Rodgers to Rodgers coming back and winning a second straight MVP. They played a Christmas game at Lambeau and Cleveland got smoked. Baker threw four interceptions. They lost the game and the thing that I wanted to talk about with Baker Mayfield was he tried to play through a ridiculous amount of injuries in 2021 just a ridiculous amount of injuries and Baker Mayfield had I god if I remember correctly it was like a, a throwing shoulder injury a knee injury a quad injury he had a, a, a I believe it was a hamstring injury he was battling like six different injuries uh, he had a, a broken rib too I think it was but he was just fighting through a ridiculous amount of injuries because his contract was, he was essentially fighting for a, a new contract. The Browns had picked up his fifth-year option, and Baker was in his fourth season. He'd had two good seasons and the one awful season with Freddie Kitchens, and they were deciding whether or not to extend Baker Mayfield, and Baker played through the injury, and playing through the injury confirmed that 
the Cleveland Browns were not going to bring him back because they decided they were going to go trade for a sexual predator. And they decided that Baker Mayfield was not their quarterback. You remember Stefanski, the coach of the team, was after that talking about we needed an adult in the room, which is, you know, they traded for a sexual predator. But just calling out Baker Mayfield's maturity and calling out Baker Mayfield. Uh, There were reports later in that Packers game, which we didn't know at the time when we were recording, that Baker Mayfield had played like 12 hours of Call of Duty in the two days before the game and like didn't have a grasp of the game plan. And that was part of the maturity concerns with the Cleveland, um, with the quarterback situation. And Baker Mayfield ended up leaving after being held hostage for about like four months between when the Browns traded for a sexual predator and when. Carolina ended up ultimately taking him off their hands after like four months of negotiation. Baker ended up going to Carolina, flamed out as the essentially third string quarterback there because they gave Darnold the opportunities, they gave PJ Walker the opportunities, and Baker just straight up got cut by Carolina. Like Carolina waited until July to bring him in, didn't work out. They just straight up cut him, and he ended up going to the Los Angeles Rams last year, where we know Baker played a few pretty good games. Obviously, the Thursday night game was something to look for, but it was meaningless football and a team that would go on to finish 6-11 and on the season. It was meaningless football because Stafford had been hurt and John Walford had been hurt, and so it was just it was football that didn't matter, and he was playing okay for a team that just was trying to get to the end of the season to collect paychecks. Because that's basically all the Rams are post-Super Bowl. Like Aaron Donald, we talked about it, should have walked away from the sport, has literally nothing left to prove in the NFL. And Aaron Donald came back for essentially paychecks. Aaron Donald is playing for paychecks at this point with the Los Angeles Rams. And Baker Mayfield played a few games for them. Now he finds himself in Tampa. And as we're going to talk about today with Juju Talk Sports, like this is the end of the road for Baker Mayfield, essentially. And now that we're almost two years removed from that podcast we did on Baker back in December of 2021, which by the way, I'm going to link that in the description of this episode if you want to hear the Baker podcast that we did back in Christmas of 2021. And I'm just so fascinated by Baker Mayfield as a quarterback, because like we talked about it, like we're about to talk about with Juju and like we talked about in 2021, like Baker Mayfield's journey to the NFL is absolutely ridiculous. This is a two-time walk-on quarterback who ended up winning the Heisman Trophy after what was at the time maybe the greatest offensive season in the history of college football. And later we learned that like he wasn't even the most talented quarterback on his team because Kyler Murray was the backup and then... You had Jalen Hurts almost win the Heisman in the same offense, and then you had Caleb Williams win the Heisman in Lincoln Riley's offense. And so, yeah, Lincoln Riley farts out uh, Heisman Trophy-winning quarterbacks. Yes, we learned that later. But Baker was the first in that line, and that season he had at Oklahoma was absolutely... I don't want to say like Johnny Manziel-esque, but it's like Baker Mayfield had that kind of like national... Uh, he he grabbed the attention of the nation beyond college football in a way that no quarterback had done since Johnny Manziel. Like the whole Johnny Manziel mania of 2012 and 2013 leading to the, the draft in 2014. That college football didn't have that in the interim period. It was Clemson and Alabama going back and forth, but 
Baker Mayfield was the polarizing white athlete who talked shit and grabbed his crotch and planted flags at the stadium like and also got arrested for running from the cops on video. Like Baker Mayfield was that quarterback in college football. And if I'm thinking back, I don't know if we've had a quarterback quite like that since where the excellence of playing the position matches the polarizing conversation of him off the field. And it only multiplied by the fact that Baker Mayfield was drafted number one in the NFL draft by the franchise that hadn't had a franchise, hadn't had a good quarterback in their entire franchise's history since they came back into the league in 2002, never had a good quarterback. And what was so interesting about the Baker conversation was this polarizing athlete was going to be drafted ahead of quarterbacks of greater skill than him. Sam Darnold was a better prospect. Josh Allen was a better prospect. Baker was taken ahead of them by Cleveland in a way that was really interesting to watch. And by the way, this former two-time walk-on quarterback who barely reaches five foot ten has had a successful NFL career. Like, it's not an NFL career in which he's going to be a starter for 15 years or he's going to be an NFL quarter. He's not going to be an NFL starter for his for 15 years and be in the quote-unquote hall of very good. He was never a tier two quarterback, but he's been a starter in the NFL essentially for five years. And for someone who got drafted at 23 years old, he has been the third best quarterback in what has been a two-quarterback class. And like we're going to talk about today with Juju, maybe Sam Darnold will have a better second stage to his career because of what Baker Mayfield will have to do to reinvent himself. But the fact that Baker Mayfield has gotten to this point with two above-average seasons, two below-average seasons, his career is essentially the same trajectory of Carson Wentz, another quarterback who has been the third-best quarterback in a two-quarterback class. Because if you remember, the Carson Wentz draft class was Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, and him. So even Carson Wentz has been the third best quarterback in what has been a two-quarterback class. And Baker Mayfield has been that, despite the fact Baker Mayfield had no business being that quarterback. And I'm so interested in where his journey is going to go now, because Baker Mayfield has been a polarizing figure because his career has been fueled by the doubt and the hatred of people who don't believe that he is good enough. He is one of those not just chip on your shoulder type of players. He's one of those put a giant boulder on my shoulders. Everything you say is a slight against me type of player. And he's had and we're going to talk about this with Juju. We he's had public meltdowns over the years. He's had a lot of immature moments, but at this point in Baker Mayfield's career, that mantra doesn't serve him anymore and that's something that I wanted to examine with Juju Talk Sports because that's something that I would have predicted going back to the 2021 season and this is why I brought up the episode we did on Baker back in Christmas of 21 which was at the end of his time as Cleveland quarterback it was what happens when the haters are correct What happens when you can't just will yourself to be better than the competition because the competition is better than you? Like, Baker Mayfield has been better than 98% of quarterbacks that have ever played high-level college football. Like, Baker Mayfield has been better than, if I'm doing the math in my head, about 80% of the quarterbacks who have entered the NFL 
over the last 10 years. He has no business being that. The Baker Mayfield story is a success story that they should make documentaries about. The polarizing white guy who does immature things and also is excellent on the football field in college is a story that college football has been eating up for decades. Decades. The polarizing white guy who achieves excellence on the field has been college football's narrative arc for decades. And Baker Mayfield being the two-time walk-on quarterback, once at Texas Tech and once at Oklahoma, who wins the Heisman Trophy and has one of the great seasons in the history of college football and plays in one of the greatest games in the history of the playoff era in the 2017 Rose Bowl, even if they lost to Georgia, was still a ridiculously excellent game. Baker Mayfield gets to the NFL, and only because of the expectations he put on himself and only because of the expectations that came along with being the number one pick in the NFL draft, does Baker Mayfield's career look anything like a disappointment or a failure. Only because the Browns picked him ahead of Josh Allen. Only because he was picked ahead of Lamar Jackson. Does the Baker Mayfield career look like a failure in retrospective? Because he was a tier three or four NFL starting quarterback. And for five years, he was a starter in the NFL. And he got into the league at 23 years old, and only because of the expectation does Baker Mayfield's career look like a failure in any stretch of the imagination. So he was better than 80% of the NFL quarterbacks that entered the sport. And the question with his career now is what happens when you can't get better than the 20%? What if you physically are not as good as the 20% of players who are better than you? Because Baker Mayfield can be an NFL quarterback for a long time. I don't know if he ends up being the starter in Tampa. I don't know if he ends up being a starter anywhere again in his career. But this doesn't have to be the end of the road for Baker Mayfield unless Baker Mayfield kind of like adapts the chip on his shoulder mantra a little bit. And I just don't know if that's going to end up happening for Baker Mayfield because Baker Mayfield has not shown the evolution of character that one might expect from now a six-year NFL veteran who has been to the top of the mountain, has been to the bottom of the mountain, has broken his body for the game over and over again. He's 28 years old. I don't know if Baker Mayfield will ever be a starting quarterback in the NFL again, but he can be a backup in the league for eight years. He can be a backup NFL quarterback like Chad Henney or Mike Glennon or... Blaine Gabbert or Chase Daniel, he could be that dude for eight years if that's Baker May if that's what Baker Mayfield wants to do. And by the way, I don't know if Baker Mayfield needs to be that quarterback for the rest of time. But this is a really interesting story because there haven't been a lot of quarterbacks quite like Baker Mayfield over the last fifteen years in college football. 15 years, I mean, in the NFL, his excellence is, I mean, there's been Baker Mayfield. Like I said, he's in that like 20 to 30% of the top quarterbacks in the league. And only because of the expectation that was placed on him after everything that happened in college of being the polarizing white quarterback who achieved excellence and won the Heisman Trophy. And then the Browns incorrectly picked over Josh Allen and Sam Darnold and Lamar Jackson only because of the expectations does Baker Mayfield's career look like some kind of failure or some kind of disappointment. And it's obviously not over at this point, 
but it's starting to feel like the book has essentially been written on what the on what Baker Mayfield's football career is looking like and only if he evolves in the way that athletes have to kind of acknowledge the acknowledge the limits of their own abilities which we all acknowledge the limits of their own abilities but to make it in that world in that world where the most elite of elite athletes are competing against each other for just a small fraction of capped money and where Baker Mayfield is someone who didn't get scholarship offers coming out of high school, walked on at at Texas Tech, dominated for a season, and then was told by Cliff Kingsbury, no, we don't really want you back again. To go from that to then walking on at Oklahoma and winning that quarterback position, like the, the crazy amount of confidence that Baker Mayfield has had to have over the years to just get to this point as a guy who doesn't have physical gifts at the quarterback position, as a guy who doesn't have a whole lot of people in his corner when it came to like belief in him going through the the world of college football to achieve everything he achieved in college and then to get to the NFL and achieve everything he's achieved in the NFL is absolutely incredible and so this is and it requires a certain level of ridiculous confidence in himself but Baker Mayfield the Baker Mayfield of 2016 is not the Baker Mayfield of 2023. And I'm curious, and we're going to talk about this with Juju Talk Sports right now, but I'm curious where that moves in the next, say, two years by the next time we're doing a Baker Mayfield podcast on this show, like we did in Christmas of 2021, like we're doing here, and like we may end up doing a year and a half from now if we are so fortunate to be continuing to do this type of program. So... Those are my initial thoughts on Baker Mayfield. Uh, again, if you want to hear back the Wired Up 100 episode that we did back in 2021, link that in the description of this episode. You can listen to it wherever you get podcasts. And you can enjoy Juju Talk Sports and I talking more about the Baker Mayfield conversation here and on Juju's YouTube page, which is also linked in this episode. It's the Slump Buster YouTube. So if you want to watch us talk about Baker Mayfield, you can also do that. The Baker Mayfield saga continues in Tampa Bay, but for how long? Baker Mayfield, seven interceptions in training camp so far. Many are wondering, with this potentially being Baker's last chance, if he doesn't win the starting job over Kyle Trask, is he done? Done as in being a starting quarterback in the NFL? Done as in being a starting quarterback in the NFL, for sure. But do you think that this is just his last year? Like, even if he's the backup, like, okay, he sits on Tampa's bench for a year. Is that it? Like, can Baker Mayfield walk into the sunset after that? So I I can't remember if it was you and I talking about it or someone else. But last year, when the whole Rams thing was going on with Baker Mayfield, he was having this career revival and an incredible 13 point comeback on Thursday night football for the Rams. I remember saying at the time. Baker Mayfield is one of those quarterbacks where he's going to have to reinvent himself to have a second stage of his career because it's pretty clear Baker Mayfield's no longer a starting quarterback in the NFL. Basically, the way that came about is really sad, where his former team, Cleveland, basically 
didn't sign him to an extension going into his fourth season because they didn't sign him to an extension in his fourth season. He played through just a ridiculous amount of injuries. He had two knee injuries, a torn throwing shoulder, an elbow injury, an ankle injury. He had a, a bruised rib that year. Like Baker Mayfield was just absolutely gutting it out for a team that had no chance of making the playoffs and a team that planned to, to move on from him at the end of the season because any ability Baker Mayfield showed his first year or that third year where they made the playoffs and won a playoff game against Pittsburgh, they grinded it out of him. Baker Mayfield, I mean, it's been known for years. He's a smaller stature quarterback and all that stuff. But the other thing was he was a two-time former walk-on, which means that you look up and Baker Mayfield is 28 years old. And Baker Mayfield being 28 years old means that he's kind of at that age where the guys who don't really have it as a quarterback in the NFL start to see a decline. Like we've seen for a few years that like Kirk Cousins was a fully formed quarterback and then a bunch of young quarterbacks replaced him. And then uh, Jimmy Garoppolo became a fully formed quarterback. And then a bunch of quarterbacks entered the league and he went from like the 15th best quarterback to 25. Andy Dalton went from 15 to 25. That's kind of where Baker Mayfield's at at this point is just Teams would rather choose the young guy to replace you. And whether that's Bryce Young with the Carolina Panthers or whether it's Kyle Trask with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, teams have just opted for we're going to take the young quarterback instead of you. And yeah, Baker Mayfield is is in what I call the bridge watering stage of his career, which is he is just going to be a quarterback hoping that he can get one last big contract before he is no longer able to play the quarterback position at a high level. If this is his last year in the NFL, it's going to be because he is the kind of quarterback who doesn't need to reinvent himself just to stay in the league as a backup. Like he doesn't need to have the underdog unbridled confidence that he's had for all these years because He's a, he's accomplished everything he can in the sport. He, he there's no reason to just keep going on as a backup. Maybe that's what he says. Well, he hasn't accomplished case, everything he can in the sport. I mean, obviously there's MVP, individual honors, there's uh team honors. He hasn't accomplished oh, that. Yeah. yeah. No, but he's never going to be able to do that, right? Like, yes, Philip Rivers never won a championship and by the time he was 37, there was no chance he was going to win a championship. Like, yeah, Baker Mayfield, that would be like setting the bar I think too high for Baker Mayfield because again, this is a former two-time walk-on quarterback who became the greatest quarterback in the history of college football but for a season. I, I like, think that's it's an part incredible of the, story. But I think that's part of the problem, right? <laughs> like Baker Mayfield his expectation, his ego, what he sees in himself is not a Bridgewater quarterback. I mean, you, the biggest difference between him and a Teddy Bridgewater is Teddy Bridgewater never really had commercials. Teddy Bridgewater never was like the face of a franchise. Like, I guess Minnesota I as the starting quarterback. But if you told me about Teddy Bridgewater being their starting quarterback back in the day, like, okay, <laughs> like Baker Mayfield, if the Cleveland Browns would have went on to have a little bit more success. He would have been like almost as big as LeBron in Cleveland. Hell, he at one point, like winning their first playoff game in like 30 years that still, you know, like he was, the, he was the quarterback that broke the drought, right? They had like 17 quarterbacks in 15 years. And he was the first one that actually looked like he was worth a damn for that franchise. They grinded him up and tossed him out the door. If you remember last offseason, he was kind of like in limbo for like five months or something where they had already moved on from him, but they weren't ready to 
just cut him outright. They were waiting for a team that was willing to pay at least a little bit of his $18 million fifth year option. And then Carolina was the team that stepped up and Cleveland paid 12 million and Carolina paid 6 million. And then Baker ended up getting tossed so out. But I think the last two years have been a reality check. Yeah. So you mentioned other quarterbacks are like dropping from 15 to like 25. Where is Baker Mayfield? Realistically, you said not a starting quarterback. So is he outside the top 32 in terms of ability? Like, <laughs> Are there 32 guys that you look at and think better than Baker Mayfield? He's number 32. I can, I feel like I can say with relative certainty, he is the worst starting quarterback going into the season in the NFL. Uh, Desmond Ritter is probably pretty close. Sam Howell's pretty close. But those guys are kind of what I think of as the worst starting quarterbacks in the NFL. It's Ritter with the Falcons. It's Howell with Washington. And it's Baker Mayfield with Tampa. So I guess that means he's like in the... 25 to 26 range and granted there's like four rookies who haven't played yet so i haven't really like put them into the list yet just because they're rookies and we don't know what they are yet but and and i think jordan love is also in that group so maybe jordan love is also considered a rookie because he hasn't really played yet as a quarterback so yeah i'd say baker's probably in that like 25 26 27 range so if you're tampa do you have any obligation to start him over kyle trask because You've seen a lot of Baker Mayfield on tape. We've seen him play a lot of games in the NFL. So we more or less know where Baker Mayfield is. We haven't seen Kyle Trask. And I don't know if you're a big Kyle Trask believer or not, but at least we can potentially see it the same way we talked about like a Trey Lance. Like it'd be nice to just kind of like see what he has on the field as opposed to Baker Mayfield, who we know who he is on the field. Like if you're Tampa and you're seeing this training camp right now, are you thinking to yourself like, well, fuck, if we're going to be bad, we might as well just start the new guy. So I'm usually always in favor of start the new guy instead of just the placement holder quarterback. I remember last year I was yelling from the very beginning of training camp until week four. Why the hell are the Steelers playing Mitchell Trubisky? You drafted a quarterback in the first round. He's clearly your long term plan. Please put Kenny Pickett in to start week one of the season. And by week four, they had made the call. They'd seen enough of Trubisky being bad. And then they replaced Trubisky with Kenny Pickett and haven't looked back since because they are invested in Kenny Pickett's development. The difference with this team is I don't know if Tampa Bay is invested in Kyle Trask's development. Because remember, they picked him with, I want to say, the last pick in the second round the year after they won the Super Bowl. Different circumstances, though, when you're talking about Tom Brady being on the roster versus Baker Mayfield being on the roster. Yeah, but I don't know if they believe Kyle Trask is their quarterback of the future. Now, maybe you say this season is a wash anyways and you give him a chance, um, but maybe they go into the season believing, hey, if we have good luck with health, if Mike Evans bounces back this season, then maybe just maybe we can win the NFC South like we did last year. And I just don't know which quarterback gives you the better option to win, but I also know Tampa Bay isn't invested in Kyle Trask's future because they drafted him to be a backup quarterback. He was a later round pick that didn't really have franchise quarterback potential when they picked him. Meanwhile, the Pittsburgh Steelers, regardless of what you thought about Kenny Pickett going into that draft, the Pittsburgh Steelers made the call. Kenny Pickett is the quarterback we're investing in for the future. We're drafting him in the first round. We're giving him every opportunity to develop. I don't know if Tampa Bay's committed that way to Kyle Trask or if Trask is a placeholder for the quarterback they're about to draft in next year's NFL draft. So if Kyle Trask is viewed as a placeholder, the difference between playing Baker and Kyle Trask is kind of regardless if neither is going to be on the roster next season. But if you believe that 
either of them has a chance to be on the team next year, you play that one. And I don't know which quarterback they think has a better chance of being on the roster next year between Baker Mayfield and Kyle Trask. You play whichever one you think has the best chance to stay on the team and give them the repetitions. I'm pretty sure Kyle Trask still has at least a couple more years on that rookie deal, right? Yeah, but we've seen rookie, we've seen backup rookie quarterbacks get tossed all the time. I think Kellen Mond just got. Yeah, but if they wanted to keep him as a backup even next year, like let's say they just wanted to see what he can do on the football field, they could keep him next year right? because Baker's just on a one year deal, right? Yeah, for sure. I think Kyle Trask is uh, 20. He was drafted the year after they won the Super Bowl. So that would be, this is his third year. So he's got one more year after this. Now, so, Tampa is potentially in a blow up mode. But they can also, it's oddly enough, just because of the division they're in, they could also still potentially make the playoffs if the NFC South is just as bad as it was last year, right? Yeah, but that's where the question is interesting, is which quarterback does give you the best chance to make the playoffs? Is it Baker Mayfield or is it Kyle Trask? I have no idea. I'm going to suspect Tampa has no idea either. So, I mean... I don't think Baker Mayfield or Kyle Trask are like long-term plans as an NFL starting quarterback, but I didn't think Geno Smith was last year. So potentially I could be wrong. Maybe Kyle Trask is given the opportunity and he looks like a solid quarterback. Well, the difference is that last year, and we didn't believe it when he was saying it, but last year Pete Carroll was saying, man, it's a nice luxury to feel like you have two starting quarterbacks when he was talking about the Drew Locke versus Geno Smith discussion. And then Geno went out there and proved what he proved, made a Pro Bowl, looked pretty solid, and we could kind of see it. But every headline I'm seeing, at least out of Tampa, is negative press. Baker Mayfield throws another one and throws another one. And I think when you consider it to the type of player that Baker Mayfield is, I want to say he's thrown the most interceptions since he's entered the league. It's something like that. And Baker Mayfield, from what he's telling us, took less money for an opportunity to be a starter in Tampa. I don't know how true that is because I've only heard it come out of Baker Mayfield's mouth, but he is basically saying, I believe I am a starting quarterback in the NFL still, which if you're Baker Mayfield, of course you have to believe that. Well, I wanted to believe that he was going to stay in Los Angeles. I actually thought that was probably the best situation potentially for him with Sean McVay sticking around because Uh, Sean McVay, we respect him as an offensive mind, right? I'm a little worried for Baker in this sense. And I I guess this is where I should ask is if this is truly the end of the road for Baker Mayfield, did he maximize his ability or was he just screwed from the start? Because you look at the Cleveland situation, we talk about the Freddie Kitchens era, the brief Freddie Kitchens era. Stefanski comes in, loves him one season, hates him the next. Then he goes to Carolina, which we know how fucked that situation too was. And now he's in Tampa where, I mean, Tom Brady would never outwardly say it, but I think that he was so over Todd Bowles and that coaching staff after Bruce Arians was gone. And yes, that was Tom Brady's fault. Don't get me wrong for pushing Arians out. But now Baker Mayfield goes to that and maybe Todd Bowles and that staff is just a bad staff at the end of the day. So to answer the first part of your question, did Baker Mayfield maximize his NFL ability? If we're thinking about his career in hindsight, I would say no. Part of it on him, part of it on Cleveland. And to the, the year that Freddie Kitchens was the coordinator was just sabotaged from the start for Baker Mayfield. And it stinted his growth. But the other side of that is Baker was pounding his fists on the table for them to make Freddie Kitchens the offensive coordinator. So both maybe are at fault there. The last season, he shouldn't have played through the injury. He should have sat around week three 
sat out the season, made Cleveland have to pick whether or not they were going to keep him long term or not, because all playing through the season did was make it clear in Cleveland's head that they he was not worth keeping around. He shouldn't have played that last season. And so from there, it's hard to evaluate what the rest of his career has been because he got to Carolina was so bad that they just straight up cut him. Like he was the third string quarterback on the Panthers who didn't have a, a quarterback basically to start the season. And then had that run with the Rams where I mean, he was playing well, but it, or he was playing relatively well, but it was meaningless football. I mean, the Rams were out of it from the start. And yeah, and you it, go back, you mentioned because you mentioned the comeback effort right on Thursday night football, you even go back to that one. There was some interceptions that should have been had by the Raiders defense that just weren't interceptions. Yeah, for sure. So no, Baker Mayfield didn't maximize his NFL career, but that doesn't mean like Baker Mayfield's career is a failure. Like the fact that he was the number one pick in the NFL draft and the fact that he stuck around as a starting quarterback for even five years is absolutely remarkable. Again, this dude is five foot nine without super athletic physical gifts. He was a walk on at Texas Tech. Cliff Kingsbury didn't keep him around despite the fact he won Big 12 Newcomer of the Year, filling in for, I think it was post-Patrick Mahomes at that point, and moved to Oklahoma, wins the freaking Heisman Trophy at Oklahoma, has the greatest statistical season in the history of Big 12 football, which is saying a lot because there's been some crazy statistical seasons in the Big 12 and then gets drafted number one overall in the NFL draft. Like, And, and then gets all yeah. the commercials and, and gets but, to be a legend at Oklahoma forever. Like, but yes, isn't that kind is of incredible success? Part of the problem in terms of why people look back and think of his career as a failure because he was the number one overall pick. Like, would we look at his career differently if he was drafted 15? 10 relative to Josh Allen, Lamar, Josh Rosen, even, and Sam Darnold in that draft. If the 2018 draft had been drafted correctly, he would have been the third quarterback in a two quarterback class. And and by the way, most NFL, think about it. There's like, what, 16 NFL quarterbacks that are worth a damn that are going to have 10 year long careers as a starting quarterback. That means basically like one to two quarterbacks a year that's actually worth a damn gets drafted in the NFL. Like the fact that he was kind of on the fringe of like the third quarterback in a two quarterback class is still an incredible success because he doesn't have the physical gifts of Sam Darnold. Now, granted, Sam Darnold's going to have a better second stage of his career, but that's not for Baker Mayfield's abilities as a quarterback. It's because Baker Mayfield was an immature asshole coming out of college and never really got rid of the full immature asshole part of the game. And, you know, there's been all sorts of, immature moments that people have talked about with Baker Mayfield. I mean, what was the, the quote Duke Johnson had thing? Yeah. You had the yeah. Duke Johnson thing. You had him calling out the training staff, um, something about concussions or injuries or misevaluation, whatever the arrest in college where he's running away from the police. You have the grabbing the junk thing. That is going to be one of his defining moments. He, you have Hugh Jackson, you know, he had that situation where he's jawing at him on the sidelines. Wasn't it Stefanski who said they wanted an adult in the room when when they were getting ready to move off of him? That was the whole yeah. thing that they were saying. Yeah, that was something that was game discussed as well. Like we want an adult in the room. And obviously, when you consider what ended up hap happening in Cleveland, too, that's also an indictment on Baker Mayfield. Yeah. And again, he was the one who was pushing hard for Freddie Kitchens and Jimmy Haslam believed he was the long term option at quarterback and gave him the head coach he wanted. 
and it was a it was the biggest failure and, and again the, com- the commercials get used against him too like um, again go get your money sure but like when you just have one good year in the nfl and then you come out and have like more commercials than a touchdown passes at one point you know that's that's a problem for an nfl team but again that's the reason why we're talking about will this be baker mayfield's last year in the nfl it's the same thing we talked about a couple weeks ago with carson wentz it is You have to be really well liked to be a backup quarterback in the NFL. And this is the moment of Baker Mayfield's career where in his mind, he is always an underdog. And by the way, he's got good reasons to believe he is always an underdog. He is a two-time walk-on quarterback who ended up having the greatest statistical season in college football history until Joe Burrow a couple years later. Like he is perennially an underdog. He went to Cleveland, the ultimate city of underdogs who haven't had a franchise quarterback in 15 years. And he's the savior. He's the God complex. And it's what happens when using the haters as fuel of sorts. What happens when that underdog mentality and trying to prove everyone wrong? What happens when they're right and you're wrong? And and that underdog mentality doesn't serve you anymore. That's kind of where we're at with you Baker give it Mayfield. to Colin Cowherd, right? He was like on Baker Mayfield from the start as far as like what he thought of him. In fact, I'll go back to that Baker Mayfield interview on the Cowherd show. That was also part of mm-hmm. like his legacy as well. Like him showing up calling after like he had a successful first year in Cleveland. And now here we are. Like I said, this was this originally started with he's the third quarterback in a two quarterback class. Sam Darnold's going to have a promising career as a backup yeah. quarterback because well, Sam Darnold is is more like to play devil's advocate here, though. I would say, obviously, and I'm alluded to this, but part of it is where you end up, right? Like if Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson ended up in Cleveland, how different would their careers be? Like, especially like a guy like Josh Allen, right? Who was considered a project, didn't look that great his first couple of years in Buffalo, but Buffalo had the right staff to work with him, develop him, and make him a better quarterback. Whereas Baker Mayfield's ability regressed under the coaching staff in Cleveland because his rookie year, I mean, comes out, sets the, uh, at the time, NFL rookie record for passing touchdowns. And the second year, I mean, again, Baker, it was Freddie Kitchens, but and uh, his ability regressed because of it. Baker Mayfield had two seasons as an NFL quarterback where he was he was legitimately if he could have had his first season and his third season every year of his career, he would have been Kirk Cousins. If he could have done his first year and his third year every year, he would have been a couple-time Pro Bowl quarterback, a starter in the league for 12 years. It was the second year with Freddie Kitchens, and then his body just fell apart because he played through seven different injuries in that 2021 but why, season. But why and he could never be Kirk Cousins, honestly, though, is going back to it, the interceptions, the turnovers. That's part of Baker Mayfield's game, too, which is unfortunate because when you consider what made him so great in college, it was that he was a precision quarterback, most accurate quarterback in the game, and he just went away from that. He wanted to be the playmaker. He always thought that he was more athletic than the other guys on the field. When clearly when you get into the NFL, that just doesn't translate as well. You're just not the athlete you once were, especially at the quarterback position. Absolutely. I I didn't mean Kirk cousins in terms of like his play ability, although he could have evolved into being one of the, the short accuracy guys in the league. I just meant like he was, an above average quarterback. His first year, he had 27 touchdowns, 14 interceptions and a 94 passer rating. League average is about 91.6. I think a good comp though, pretty good. 
is he wanted to play like Mahomes. He wanted to play like Josh Allen. He wanted to play like Brett Favre. He wanted to be the gunslinger. And at a certain point, it's like you, you got to stop being the gunslinger. You kind of honestly would have been better if he played more like Tom Brady, you know, quick, out of the hand, accurate. Drew Brees or any of the other ones that like we kind of think of the pick apart, slice and dice in the short passing game. That would have probably been playing more to his strengths. Maybe that's where having four different offensive coordinators in three years in Cleveland probably didn't help, right? Having four different offensive coordinators probably didn't help him out to where it was kind of the Baker Mayfield offense. But again, this is where I think his career is so interesting for so many different reasons. But I I think that this is where it kind of because it's over at this point. Let's let's put it there. Whether he gets the starting job in Tampa, whether he doesn't get the starting job in Tampa, it's over. People are picking Tampa to finish fourth in the NFC South this year. Even if he gets the starting job right, he's probably going to lose that job at some point during the season. If you had to put your money on it, if he starts week one, how long before he gets replaced in season? Yeah. I mean, it happened last year, right? He was the starter out the gate for the Panthers and he got what, like three games. Then he had to go in and he had to replace PJ Walker, played like shit, and then they cut him. So like, yeah, it's basically over for Baker Mayfield at this point. It's just if he sticks around as a backup quarterback, I I don't think of that as being like the legacy of Baker Mayfield. It's like he's sticking around because it's nice to be an NFL quarterback. It's fun to play football. Hell, I haven't thought about Andy Dalton's career in like four years. It's basically been signed, sealed and delivered at this point for Andy Dalton being an impact quarterback. That's where Baker Mayfield's at at this point. So he was he's in that group of like the third tier quarterbacks in terms of careers. He didn't have a 15 year career. He didn't have a 10 year career as a starter. He had about a five year career, a few years where a team was going to take a chance on him instead of a rookie. And then after this year, he'll be a backup quarterback again. I mean, he was a backup quarterback last year. It's just, he, he chose to go to the one place that had a quarterback opening and he still might not even get the job because they'll opt for the the rookie, the young guy who's been a backup quarterback for the last two years. And I mean, either way, I mean, at the end of the day, Baker Mayfield's career is going to feel like a disappointment because he only got five years as an NFL starter. But the fact that he was even as good as he was, given the skills that he had and given the physical abilities that he had, like his career is incredible. Like his journey to get to this point is absolutely incredible. And at this point, his body's been physically broken. The underdog mentality thing doesn't work anymore because you are no longer an NFL quarterback. It doesn't serve him anymore. And I'm interested to see how he changes for the next stage of his career. All right, guys. Well, that's a little bit of a retrospective currently on Baker Mayfield's career. Or is it a retrospective? Can he take back the reins in Tampa and win over that job over Kyle Trask? like to hear your thoughts in the comment section. Leave a like on the video, subscribe to the channel, follow us on our social medias from Juju and Kyle. Stay safe, happy, and healthy. We will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.